This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 25 is going to be from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. Love is God's characteristics. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 8 read, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. The characteristics of God is love. God simply put, is love. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But the fact of the matter is that if you do not know love, then you do not know God. For God is love. The better we get to know love, the more we can know God. Because love is from God and simply is God. Love is God's characteristics. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul gives a definition of love. Starting in verse 4 and reading through verse 8, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thanks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. This is a description of God's characteristics. This is who God is. And if we get to know love, then we will get to know God. And if we put it into our life, then we will be putting God into our life because this is God's characteristics. In Isaiah chapter 53, we have a prophecy of Jesus. And this prophecy is just showered with love. In First John, and I'm sorry, in the Gospel of John, Chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. If we want to get to know Jesus, because Jesus is God, we need to get to know love. And we can see how much love he had for us in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 through 12. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed 
and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken, and they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge of Knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will dry, therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. You see. Love just comes pouring out of who Jesus is. He was God. He did not have to come to this world and be born, but he did. He came to this world to be born and to live, to suffer, to bleed, and to die for people who had sin in their lives. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us so much that he was willing to come here to suffer, to bleed, and to die, to be humiliated for us. Who has believed our report, and whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He's God. Moses could not even look at the face of God, but only the back of him, because of the glory that was God. But Jesus gave up that glory to be born of a woman and to come here and to live as a human. He was human. And he gave up the glory and the wonders of heaven to ha come here and have no form, no beauty that we should desire him. He was rejected by his own people. The love that is pouring out of this as we look at this and we contemplate 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they shall cease. And where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. We see these principles in Isaiah chapter 53, speaking about Jesus. He suffered long with us. He was kind with us. He didn't parade himself. He wasn't worried about the vainness of this world, about his beauty, but he gave it up to come here and to be a human, to live as a human, not only to live as a human, but to live as one that was not a gorgeous human like David, but a normal everyday human. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. He wasn't puffed up about it. The fact that he was God, but that he would give it up. And if we go on to Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, we see that it is in these characteristics 
that we need to model ourselves as well. And first, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. You see, it's this that we need to put inside of us. Why? Because God is love. And these characteristics, which are talked about here in Philippians chapter 2, they are love. And so this is the reason why, why we need to allow Christ's mind to be in us, the humbleness of it. In verse 6, who being in the form of God did not consider robbery to be equal with God. While he was in heaven, he was equal with God, but he gave it up because he loved us. He humbled himself, and that is just dripping with love. And the more that we learn how to be humble in this life, the more love will flow out of us. But he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and become obedient to the point of death, even the death of a cross. And so he did the will of the Father, even to the point of dying upon a cross for our sins. The love that is pouring out of this man is tremendous because he is love. Love is God's characteristics. And that's what we need to become in our life today. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see the long-sufferingness of love here? He came to this world even though we were sinners, and he was long-suffering with us. He still is long-suffering with us. He's not willing that any should perish, fact of the matter is that some are going to perish because they don't recognize the love of God. And we need to have this long-sufferingness in us as well, that we are long-suffering with people that hurt us, that sin against us, because we don't want them to die outside of Christ. And that's what love is. It Love brings people to God, and it's long-suffering with people to help them on their journey to come to God. In Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, the Bible says, 3 through 7, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Notice verse 4, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. You see, he is kind, he is loving, he sent his son into this world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He sent his son into this world so that we could have everlasting life. Greater love has no man than this and that one would lay down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus did for us. When the kindness and love of God, our Savior, 
toward man appear. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. We can't earn that because we were foolish. We were disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. The very opposite of what love is. That's who we were. So it's not according to our works because when we're apart from God, our works don't even represent or resemble any semblance of love. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing and renewing of the Holy Spirit. You see, he didn't have to send his son, his perfect son. He chose to, and the love that pours out for man because of who we were. But Jesus didn't have to come. The kindness that he showed in simply coming to this world and being our Savior when we were such evil people is amazing. God is love. Love is God's characteristics, and we need to model ourselves after it. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3-4, through four, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. One of the characteristics of love is love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. This is who God is. This is who Christ is. They both rejoice in the truth. They have no pleasure in sin. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You see, God gave us the scriptures for this very purpose here. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. You see, God wants everyone to be saved. But they have to come to the knowledge of the truth. We have to love truth. We can't rejoice in iniquity. We have to give up rejoicing in iniquity in order to have God's characteristics in us. Because we have to love men so much that we love truth so much that we teach them the truth so that they can come to God. Because that's what Jesus did in Luke 19 and verse 10. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. To preach to a dying world. To show them the love of God through him so that they could come to the knowledge of the truth. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love is God's characteristics. Let's put that in us as we go about our lives. And then lastly for today, as we look at love as God's characteristics, in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, Love never fails. God will never fail us. His word will never fail. In Joshua chapter 21 and verse 5, 45, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. God is faithful. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, no temptation is taken man except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. The fact of the matter is, one of the characteristics of love is that it never fails. And God never fails. He will never fail us. He will always be faithful. He will never leave us. We will always be able to count upon him. Let's imitate that in our lives where people can count on us, where our love never fails, where what we say is always true and how we act will always be helpful to people. Love never fails. Let's remember that because God will never fail us. He, that is one of his characteristics that he cannot change, that is simply who he is. 
In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.